This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome to the American Pipeline Podcast, presented by Benham Jem and McKenny Hockey. I am Mike Stevens. This is Sydney Wolf Sid, uh, from the Rink Live. Sydney, how are you doing? Doing good. I feel like we're in the crazy busy part of the season, so I feel like everybody's kind of running wild in in the hockey world right now with playoffs and trades and all that crazy stuff. But I feel like that makes for a lot of fun content, at least for a lot of people. But it's definitely been a crazy. I feel like past two weeks now, and probably the next week and two weeks and continue on until playoffs and the season's over so big stretch here <laughs> yeah it's been a little wild but you know while the nhl trade deadline is being churning we still have uh the american pipeline you know uh, the ushl ncaa all that so let's hop right into it we'll start with ushl uh this week a bunch of uh last minute trades happen uh because keep in mind the ushl they make trades as well um starting with Charlie Lurie to uh, Cedar Rapids in exchange for Nick Pierre. Yeah, a lot of the USHL trades this week were actually just like a player for a player or a player for another player and some picks. So it was pretty like straightforward trades. It wasn't of any of like the crazy ones we've seen in the past few weeks. Um, but a couple of interesting ones to note, I guess, uh, as this week has been tons of trade news in, in so many leagues, but Charlie Lurie, 19 year old player from Minnesota, six foot forward. Um, this is his kind of interesting though, fourth USHL team in two years. So, I mean, he's kind of played on a lot of different, that's not normal, is it? So not, yeah, not super normal to see that. Um, you know, I thought that was kind of interesting to look at maybe just moving from team to team, just trying to find the right spot. I'm not really sure. Um, but he's, Headed to Cedar Rapids. He's done pretty well on points production, 24 and 42. So he's doing pretty good on points. Nothing like super flashy. And last year his production was pretty similar. So it seems like he's kind of um, fairly consistent, at least in, in his points production. And he's a Division One commit to Nebraska Omaha. So he's going into Cedar Rapids in return for Nick Pierre. And Nick Pierre is another player who uh, has kind of been traded around here quite a bit. Recently, uh, he actually won the Clark Club, Clark Cup uh, last year with Sioux City and then got traded to Cedar Rapids this year and now got traded again this year to Omaha. So two players that have kind of just been tossed around quite a bit. And Pierre was with Sioux City two and a half years and then this year got traded twice. So kind of kind of odd, I thought. Um, but he's kind of had some interesting stats as well. He's 18. He's a five foot nine forward. Um, he had good points production last year. He had 33 points, but this year now it seems like the, the production hasn't essentially been as good as last year. He has 11 points this year, so not necessarily as good. He also decommitted from Wisconsin earlier this year, but now is recommitted to Merrimack. So still division one level talent. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess it can also be hard to put up points when you're getting traded, you know, team to team. That can be a little little hard, I bet, a little rough to just get acclimated to your new teammates, you know, their playing style and new city, all that type of stuff, probably staying with a billet family. So that can be kind of tough, but two players uh, that have kind of been passed around here sort of traded one for one. Very cool. All right, moving on to Garrett Brown uh, to Waterloo in return for Grayson Badger, another phenomenal hockey name. 
Oh yeah, for sure. I think we might have a few of those in the show this week, which is always fun. But mm. Garrett, Garrett Brown is a player that we'll actually talk about a little bit in our uh, Winnipeg prospects preview here coming up at the end of the show. But he's a Winnipeg draft pick, fourth round, bigger guy, six foot three, right-handed defenseman from California. He's pretty young, still eighteen. Uh, last year he had sixteen points with Sioux City, who again they won the Clark Cup, so they had some really good. Success last year, he's committed to Denver, and this is a second full USHL season, so it seems like that would be a pretty good pickup if you're if you're Waterloo, and then in return for Grayson Badger. And again, I'm not really including draft picks in these trades because nobody really cares too much about hearing about just the USHL draft picks because they're not like NHL draft picks where they're like these huge coveted things like they're just a little less important I guess um but then Grayson Badger going the other way I didn't actually know too much about him he's 18 years old so again kind of a younger player uh from Massachusetts originally six foot forward it's his first season in the USHL so the fact that he only has five points I feel like isn't really that big of a deal because first season in USHL a lot of guys take that time to just adapt to the league and and the level of play He's committed to Northeastern last I checked and previously last year was playing for uh, South Shore Kings, I believe the 18U and then Dexter Southfield School. So first year in the USHL, um, we'll see how he finishes out the year. Absolutely. Another one is Reed Kahn to Chicago in return for Zam Plant. Zam, huh? Not Sam. We got Zam. Zam. We got Zam. Yeah. All right. This was this was a big one because especially where I'm from in Minnesota, everybody knows Zam um, because he's really good. His younger brother Max is playing for the national team. You know, everybody knows his family. They got plenty of hockey ties and all that stuff. But yeah, great name Zam, um, and that was a that was a big pickup there. So Reed Khan's going to Chicago in in return for Zam Plant and Zam uh, is a draft pick. I believe we've talked to him a couple of weeks ago whenever we did. Pittsburgh Penguins picks. I want to say that was probably, I know we've done them. It was a month or two ago. I don't remember, but uh, he's headed to Fargo uh, and Zam fifth round pick this past year, five foot 10 forward. He's 18. Uh, he would have been a senior in high school this year, but he decided to play in the USHL. Uh, he did USHL before and after his season last year too. So he's kind of, you know, already used to that. And this year he's got 23 points in 33 games. Minnesota Duluth commit. He's going to be a good player. And then Reed Khan, another player I didn't know a ton about, uh, but just researching him, bigger guy, six foot five, right-handed defenseman, 19 from Colorado. He actually played in the NAL last year with Minnesota, uh, the wilderness, and had, you know, not a ton of points, but a couple there, and now has four points in 29 games. And last I checked, he is uncommitted, so still likely looking for a uh, Division One commitment. Very, very cool. All right. Then we, uh, not a trade, but a tendering here uh, is Lev Katzen tendered with Green Bay. Yeah, this was a big one. I just thought I would mention because a lot of people were sort of looking at him possibly as like a top OHL draft pick, but uh, he's going to be going the American pipeline route headed to the USHL, I would assume next year since he tendered. Um, so he's going to be probably looking for that NCAA commitment. Um, 07 birth year. So definitely a, a younger guy. And from what I've heard, a lot of people were really excited about this tendering because from what I've heard, he's a, he's a really great player and has been doing a lot of really cool things. So that was a really big pickup, uh, for the green Bay gamblers and probably a name to watch. I would assume he's likely coming to the team for next season. So we'll see. That's yeah, from my neck of the woods, you know, played in the GTHL and, and, and all that from Toronto. Good for, good for him. Um, all right. We got some USHL players of the week opposed to uh player as we usually do 
Sydney, why don't you uh, why don't you take us through it? Yeah, so just a couple of quick hits here for the USHL Players of the Week. Max Burkholder, we've talked about a little bit before, has been really good this year just as sort of like an offensive defenseman. He plays for Dubuque. He's committed to Colorado College, uh, 03 birth year. And in the past two games, he has two goals, two assists, so some really good points. Uh, and he's actually tied for the league lead in goals by a defenseman. So he's going to be a really cool and, and good asset for Colorado College in the future because he's a defender that can put up some points. Uh, Jacob Fowler, who's a goalie, and I've heard a lot of people, you know, talk about him on Twitter. He's eligible for the draft. He was on the midterm scouting list for goalies. Uh, he's committed to Boston College, and he's had a, a .950 save percentage over the past three games. So really good. And I think he had like 76 saves or something over, over the past three games. So he's been making a lot of saves, been doing really good. And I think this is like his fifth USHL goalie of the week honor or something like that that they said on their website. So he's tearing it up. Definitely a goalie name to watch for the draft this year. And then lastly, just uh, Dane Dowiak, a forward of Tri-City, 2002 birth year. So that means he's going to be going to college uh, in the fall to Penn State. And he had six points in two games, a goal and five assists. So some really nice points there. And it seems like he's really started to heat up the last few games, get some more points. I'm sure this is the end of what's likely going to be his last year in junior. So he's probably trying to end, uh, end on a good note here. Uh, and has eight points in the last four games. So he's really uh, done gun, done really good uh, these these past few matches for his team. And we have the USA uh, National Development Team, uh, National Team Development Program, always a, always a handful or oh, a mouthful, yeah. I guess there. Uh, invites are coming out soon. So we'll keep a, we'll keep a close eye on that one. Um, but uh, speaking of trades, you know, we're going to go back to the trade uh, sort of, I guess, realm here. There were a couple in the NHL that actually did have happened to impact uh, American Pipeline players. Starting with Eric goaltender Eric Portillo, Eric Portillo, either either one, I believe it's Portillo, uh, yeah, from Michigan. His rights got traded from Buffalo to Los Angeles. Um, very interesting to see here. LA traded a 2023 third for him, so that's a that's a decent like that's a decent sort of price to pay for this guy. Yeah, this was uh, definitely something a lot of Michigan fans were interested to see because he's one of those. Uh, Overseas goalies coming from Sweden, and he's a big guy too. So I'm sure scouts have been all over him. Six foot six, 225 pounds. So he's got that really good height that people have been looking for in goaltenders recently. And obviously, a lot of people always like the the European goaltenders. And been playing for Michigan, who obviously is a great team. Um, and he actually was a third round pick a couple years ago. I think it was 2019 was his draft year. So getting a third round pick was just like trading a, yeah, a third round player for third round pick. So you know seems, what? You're, you're breaking even. <laughs> seems pretty good. even. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's, he's playing at Michigan. He's at about a 0.908 save percentage over the season. He's been their guy this year. So we'll see if he's a player that is going to sign this year. I, I don't really know. I know he has eligibility left to play college. So we'll sort of see what happens with that. Not quite sure. I'm not really sure what his timeline is, but we'll see. Then we have another one. Uh, Henry Thrun. Uh, his rights were traded from Anaheim to San Jose. Yeah, and this was just the other one that uh, came up. He originally was a fourth round pick back in 2019. So again, a couple years ago, it seems like it was both just those 2019 draft players getting you know flipped around a little bit here and there. He's uh, a captain for Harvard right now. Uh, is a six foot two left-handed defender, so some pretty decent size in there as well. He's a sophomore though, uh, still pretty young in his collegiate career, but he's 21, so age-wise, you know, isn't necessarily the youngest player, but is a sophomore and has 26 points in 28 games, usually hovering around that point per game mark. So 
we'll see how both of those trades here uh, pan out in the future. Absolutely. All right. Now we got some commitments here uh, to take a look at, starting with Simon Hogue uh, from Creighton Durham High School in Minnesota. So definitely, you know, your neck of the woods. Uh, he's going to, the, to Air Force. Yeah, we just had a, a couple I wanted to bring up here. I usually only bring up like the younger commitments mm-hmm. because those are, you know, harder to get as you're a younger player or like uh, those higher profile players who are committing. But Simon Hogue, a player, he plays for Creighton Durham Hall. They actually are headed to the Minnesota State Tournament next week that I'll probably be recording from my hotel room again uh, next week, but I'll have to report back on what I see from him. But not the biggest guy, only five foot nine right now, but you know, one of the captains of the team, 34 points in 27 games. So doing really well there, getting a lot of assists. Uh, I am assuming he's going to play in the Nall for the Minnesota Wilderness next season. Uh, we'll sort of see if that's the plan. Uh, and he's, you know, arguably one, if not, they have one more other D1 defenseman on their team, but one of the top two defensemen on that team. So I'll have to see what uh, I can I can watch from him next week and report back. Very cool. All right, then we got Christian Chuha. Uh, from the New Jersey Rockets uh, under 16 triple A team to Princeton is going Ivy League. Yeah. And this is a player that I didn't really know anything about, but if I, you know, searched his name up on all the social medias, everyone was saying this is a, a really fun prospect to watch New Jersey native. So I wasn't super surprised with the Princeton commit there. Five foot 10 forward is going to turn 17 in the spring. So pretty young. He went to the 15s camp this past summer and everyone online was saying he's kind of just like quietly a really good goal scorer but not a player that you're going to hear like a crazy amount of buzz about but everyone I looked about looked on Twitter was saying that he's a really fun prospect and really fun player to watch absolutely then we got his teammate over here Nikita Konevich Konevich uh either one uh he's going to New Hampshire yeah and this is actually a player that's uh listed as being from Ukraine so six foot two left-handed defenseman again another young player turning 17 this summer Plays for the New Jersey Rockets and, and Chatham High, I believe is how you say it, in New Jersey and played for a couple of different teams last year. His rights are to Tri-City, uh, drafted last year. So we'll see if he ends up joining the USHL at some point. But he also committed to D1 this past week. Absolutely. And then finally, we got Carson Musser uh, from the National Team Development Program. He's a goalie uh, and he's going to Colorado College. Yeah, this is a player from Minnesota. So some people were thinking, oh, maybe some of the Minnesota teams might be in on him. We'll see. But obviously goalie recruiting is a whole different beast. Uh, He turns 18 this spring, six foot four goalie. So he's got the size that people are looking for. He's on that central scouting list and hovering in, in the high, you know, sort of around 895 save percentage somewhere in there this season. But a good pickup there for CC. Absolutely. All right. Then we're moving on to some NCAA news, basically previewing the playoff picture because we are finally in that time of the year. Uh, the best time of the year, really. In the Atlantic, we got number one RIC versus number eight Mercyhurst. Uh, number two AIC versus number seven Holy Cross. Number three Sacred Heart versus number six Niagara. And number four Canisius versus number five Army West Point. This is exciting. Yeah, so some playoffs definitely starting here, starting up. Uh, Atlantic has a, quite a few teams, but from what I looked up, Bentley and Air Force are are out of playoff contention, mm-hmm. so they're kind of just done here, uh, which means that later in the show I'll mention this too, but some names are starting to pop up in the transfer portal now that some teams, if you don't make your conference playoff, you're not going to be making the the national tournament. So if your season's done, some, some names are starting to pop up in that transfer portal there, but for Atlantic hockey, this is kind of a weird year because usually it's been AIC or American international college that has been 
the top dog the past few years. And now this year it's RIT. So we'll see if they can go all the way in and win their conference or if we'll get some some upsets here and there. It's been a chaotic season. So I, I would definitely expect that to happen. We'll see. Absolutely. All right. In the Big Ten, we got the Gophers. They have the number one seed. So they have a bye. Uh, and meanwhile, uh, so that means Michigan is the number two seed. So I guess the highest seed playing in this first round. They're taking on Wisconsin. Number three seed Ohio State's taking on number six Penn State. And number four seed Notre Dame is going to be taking on number five Michigan State. Yeah, the Big Ten, honestly, these matchups, I think these are all going to be kind of interesting games because I assume Michigan's going to beat Wisconsin, but Wisconsin's had given a couple teams like random fits throughout the year, but I don't think it would be enough to, you know, do anything really crazy in, in the postseason. Ohio State's been good. Penn State was really good at the start of the year. And then Notre Dame and Michigan State kind of up and down. So I think, honestly, all those are going to be really fun matchups. And just uh, quickly, for the Gophers, they have a bye. But Justin Close recently, their goalie's been playing really, really well. Kind of starting to think, is he going to come back for a fifth year or not? Because he didn't really play his first two seasons much with the Gophers. And uh, he's not the biggest guy. He's five foot ten, So I can't imagine there's tons of you know, mm-hmm. scouts looking at him, unfortunately, but he's been playing really good lately. 0.928 save percentage and six shutouts this year. So he's been great. And then Mike Kester too, really turned it up uh, last week. And he's actually, I believe a Toronto pick. He so is, yeah. He was doing really good. Uh, he had, you know, a four point night versus Ohio state last week. So it was cool to see him kind of shine in that game there. Fellas not getting nearly enough love. I think uh, among Leafs fans, because he seems to be having a great time there um, in the NCHC. Uh, the playoffs actually don't start till next week, but this weekend we'll decide a lot based on seeding and who's going to make it. Anything interesting to look at there? Yeah, so NCHC, they always kind of start a, l- a little bit later, but it's a really weird year because Denver is way ahead of everybody. Miami's way at the bottom, and then everything else this week is kind of up for grabs. Second through third place is decided by two points right now. And then the other, what is it, fourth through, or let me see, five, six, seven. Fifth through seventh place are four-point difference. So this week, depending on who wins, who loses, is going to decide the seeding because right now I couldn't really tell you. And then just a notable from this past week, Adam Ingram, we've talked about him. I think it was last week or the week before Nashville pick. He had a five point game on Friday as a freshman, two goals, three assists. So really cool to see from him because uh, he seems like he's going to be a high level prospect, but it's his freshman year. So kind of got to find your footing. And it seems like he did that on Friday. Amazing. All right. So in the ECAC. Uh, the top four seeds in, in this conference have a bye. So Quinnipiac, Harvard, Cornell, and St. Lawrence um, are not playing. But otherwise, we got number eight, Union, versus number nine, Princeton. Number seven, RPI, versus number 10, Yale. Uh, number six, Clarkson, versus number 11, Brown. And number five, Colgate, versus number 12, Dartmouth. Yeah, there's like a ton of teams in this conference I always forget about. So there's a bunch of these like first round kind of play-ins to decide mm-hmm. who slots into to play those top four seeds. So we'll see what happens. Again, this is a conference. Well, honestly, all the conferences this year that I wouldn't be surprised if there's some upsets, some teams that kind of just make a, a push and, and do really good. So we'll see what happens over that. Cornell's had a couple of players that have been doing good recently. Uh, I got to watch Ian Shane a little bit when he played in the Null. I believe it was for Bismarck, but I got to watch him, and now he plays for Cornell. He's allowed only three goals in the last four games. Cool to see. He's only a sophomore um, and has been doing really good. So shout out shout out to him. Some good goalies this week. Absolutely. All right, then uh, in Hockey East, we are still TBD. You know, st- games are still Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Uh, very interesting to see how that plays out. Um 
And then also the CCHA, number one, MSU is playing number eight, LSSU. Number two, Michigan Tech is playing number seven, USD. Number four, NMU is playing number five, Bemidji State. And number three, Bowling Green is playing number six, Ferris State. Yeah, again, a lot of people think, obviously, Minnesota State's been the powerhouse there the past few years. But again, definitely not immune to upsets. So that's kind of crazy. But that's basically all the conferences and just a quick sort of quick snapshot of what they look like. And then just a big topic recently with the independent schools, since they don't have a conference tournament to try and get into uh, the national tournament, Alaska, up to number 12 in the pairwise. That's like ridiculous to me. Um, They're all the way up there, uh, which is really cool to see. But a lot of people are concerned if there's a lot of upsets, you know, in, in the conference tournaments that they might be on that cusp of making it or not but getting up to 12 is really cool to see for an independent school since you have to make it just based on you know your season and the pairwise and stuff like that so keep your eye on alaska because they could make the tournament this year we'll see hey you know good for alaska that's great um all right a couple interesting players as you mentioned before starting to pop up in the transfer portal now that uh you know the playoffs are starting starting to, to kind of even out here Yes. So a lot of uh, names starting to pop up here. I feel like now in the past few weeks, it's been like maybe every few days I'll see a name being tweeted out or pop up. I don't have access to the transfer portal because only like very few. I don't know if it's coaches or athletic directors, something like that. So I'm just going off of the, you know, sources I see. But it's been like one player every couple of days, maybe, or once a week. And now recently it's been like almost every day there's names being put in there, both on, on the men's and women's side. And hopefully uh, by the time this story comes out, I'm hoping we're going to have our The Rink Live transfer board up sometime in the next few days um, to sort of give you a better, you know, in-depth stats and, and, and all that stuff, similar to what I did last summer on my Twitter. But a lot of players from the Ivy League starting to enter because a lot of them aren't able to come back for fifth years but want to play fifth years. So a lot of Brown players are are what I've been seeing recently. Luke Chris, I know, is a name that drew some interest that is allegedly in the transfer portal. Again, I can't fact check. and No one can fact check anything really in the transfer portal because none of us have any access to it. So it's such a weird thing. Um, but a lot of Brown players, you know, a couple from – different conferences, but nobody like really crazy big names yet. There's a couple draft picks, but it's not anybody that's, you know, doing crazy super well. So we'll have to keep an eye on that uh, because it's kind of starting to explode. I feel like once we get into March, which today is March 2nd that we're recording, all of a sudden in March, first two weeks, it just starts to explode. And there's like names and names and names because for all those teams whose seasons are unfortunately ending here over the next few weeks, there's players that are going to be wanting to continue on, or maybe the teams are choosing their, they want to bring in freshmen over some of these players that might want to play a fifth year. It's a whole complicated thing, but you know what? Uh, There's definitely going to be some news here coming out because there's not any crazy big names in there yet, but I guarantee there will be. So something to keep an eye on. Absolutely. All right. Now we, uh, now we go and, and like to, you know, take a little dip into you know, the, the, the prospect pool in the American pipeline of certain teams. Um, we're on the Winnipeg Jets, say they have six. And let's start with, I would say, the piece de resistance for them, the 14th overall pick in 2022. It's Rutger McGroarty, who had a great World Juniors uh, this year. I was able to see it. And he's uh, he's leading the way. Yeah, Rutger McGroarty, again, I think that's like another great hockey name. Another it's just, great one. It's just fun to say, honestly. Uh, but... Another great Michigan player. We talk about Michigan's great players, I feel like, every week because they have so many. So it's like, oh, this player, this player, this player. Um, and now this week it's Riker McRorty because he's 
a Winnipeg Jets prospect, and is also a really good player. Uh, but obviously a national team product, like you said, 14th overall pick. So very high level there if you go that high in the draft. Pretty good size, six foot one, two hundred over, just over two hundred pounds, uh, which is good there. Eighteen years old and is putting up uh, twenty five points in thirty two games this year. Ten goals, fifteen assists. So he kind of scores. One thing I saw, kind of, you just dive into his stats. He he can score both goals and assists. He's not really like super heavy, one way or the other. And on, on a lot of reports I've read about him, he's not just you know a goal scorer. He can also be a playmaker. So he's kind of good in in multiple different in multiple different facets. There, uh, some pretty good puck skills. Can be physical if he needs to be. Again, a really good World Junior Cup player, but that's like their their best player that we're probably going to talk about here. Uh, some of these next players, some of them are maybe kind of mystery players. I don't know. And mm-hmm. some, I, I feel like have kind of fallen off a little bit, but Rutger McGordy, definitely uh, their number one of, of this list. Absolutely. And now their next one is Garrett Brown, who got traded. We mentioned earlier. So here, here we, you know, we're back to him. Um, very interesting to see he's a fourth round pick, uh, you know, 18 years old, big right shot defenseman, but you know, like you said, mystery guys. Yeah, there's a couple. And I feel like Garrett Brown, you know, he's still in the USHL. He's still young. So he's got plenty of time to, you know, kind of develop his craft a little bit. He was with Sioux City and and they were a great team last year. Again, we already said this, but they won the Clark Cup. Um, so he was pretty good last year at 16 points. So pretty good. And then this year he already has 16. So um, I assume he's just going to exceed that and, and get more. And this is a second full USHL season, but he's only 18. So I'm not really sure if he's planning on heading to Denver in the fall, or if he's going to play one more year of juniors, we'll kind of wait and see what happens there. Again, he just got traded. So maybe it's going to kind of depend on what he does now with his new team in Waterloo. So I don't know, maybe a change of scenery will be good for him. Maybe that's something that he needed. Again, trades happen for so many different reasons. I can never know. Um, but uh, he's a pretty good prospect, but I think there might be, you know, another level maybe he can he can reach. Absolutely. Right. Then we got Harrison Bladesdell uh, from from New Hampshire. Now, keep in mind, this guy was born in Great Britain. I mean, he's he identifies as Canadian. I believe that's his citizenship, but he was born in Great Britain, uh, which is pretty cool. Fifth round pick from 2019. Yeah, his dad is Mike Blaisdell, so I think that's why he was born over there was mm-hmm. when, his, when his dad was playing over there. But fifth-round pick in 2019 and another guy that's kind of moved around a little bit. So with all these guys, you know, getting traded and, and transferring and stuff, I got to kind of wonder if that's kind of like what a lot of these Winnipeg Jeff Jets picks are, are doing. Like maybe they're just telling them, you know, if you're not doing great, maybe find a new scenery, some new scenery and new teams, see if that kind of helps you a little bit. Cause there's quite a few guys on this list that have either been traded or have transferred um, that type of thing. Obviously not Rucker McGrady, but Garrett Brown now just got traded Harrison Blaisdell. Now for him, he originally started out playing collegiately at North Dakota for two years. Didn't have, you know, a ton of points or anything, but gotten some games. And then now he plays for New Hampshire um, still hasn't really, you know, picked up his offensive side of, of production. He had really good numbers in the, in the BCHL in his final season there, he had over a point per game and then kind of just hasn't really picked up where he left off just, just in points production wise in, in college. But uh, this year he has one goal, three assists for four points in 30 games. So again, not really great on the points production side, uh, but his best season was 12 points. So not necessarily a guy that's going to be putting up too many points, but We'll see again if possibly he's a guy that's going to try and utilize a fifth year. I'm not really sure. We'll have to wait and see. 
All right, then we got a guy who, you know, you mentioned these mystery players. He's, I guess, a mystery, uh, but, you know, maybe not. Uh, maybe we're starting to get the answer to this mystery and that he's probably doesn't have a future. Uh, Austin Wong of Harvard. He's a seventh rounder, one of the last picks in the NHL draft in 2018. He was number 215th overall. Um, not not great numbers as a senior this year. Yeah, you know, there's a couple players on this list that we call mystery players. Again, I would love to be proved wrong. Mm -hmm. I loved being proved wrong in hockey. Like if you say, well, I don't know about this player and then they do really good. Like I like seeing that. But uh, some of these players I don't really feel like have been doing great, uh, obviously, since their their time of their draft. Uh, but Austin Wong, like you said, one of the very last picks of the draft in 2018, five foot 11. He's 22 now, so he's getting getting a little bit older there. And this year only has, last I checked, one goal and no assists, so really not any points production, honestly. And he actually had one of those sort of weird years where he played for Harvard, then went back to juniors for a year and then came back to Harvard. And for some players, you know, that might that might help them a little bit, but it doesn't seem like it really necessarily did too much for him. Uh, he's a junior now. Uh, he had some success in, in the AJHL but didn't really do great in, in the USHL or the NCAA. So we'll see. Uh, I don't know. It seems like just based off points production, especially if you're someone that's a forward and you don't have too many points, you know, not, uh, not great. And last year he only had eight points, 32 games. So yeah, I know, I don't really know if I see, you know, uh, a necessarily, you know, professional future for, for Austin, but again, I hope he proves us wrong. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be great. It would. I, we always want to be proved wrong when it comes to situations like this. Um, all right, we have two senior goalies to end off uh, the list, and then also the show with um, Jared Moe of Wisconsin is the first one senior goalie, sixth round pick in 2018. Yeah, Jared Moe, probably the more familiar name of these two. Uh, played two years with Minnesota, then transferred. So again, another player that transferred. Uh, kind of a pattern here. Now he's with this with Wisconsin. He didn't really get a lot of playing time at Minnesota, so I assume that's why he transferred. He wanted to go play more somewhere. He has about a 901 save percentage. So again, not super high. It's been good. He's been their guy. Um but last year he had a 0.917, so kind of in that between 900 920 sort of that realm there. Bigger guy though, so 6 foot 4, 220 pounds. So that might be something that catches people's eye. So we'll see. Uh again a player that uh, could likely i assume utilize a fifth year absolutely right and then finally we have logan neaton from miami ohio pretty much identical size to jared moe so that must be kind of what they're looking for in in, in their typical goaltenders but this player again i would love to be proved wrong but i don't really see a, a future for logan neaton with with winnipeg just because he only appeared in six games his first two seasons uh at umass lowell and then transferred now he's at miami ohio another transfer uh he had like an 887 last year and 899 this year and just hasn't played very much at all. So, you know, you hate to say it, but just don't really know if I see a professional future here. Yeah. Well, again, we hope to be proven wrong. Um, all right. Well, that brings us to the end of the show today. Um, I got to get back to covering a million trades a second. cindy uh, has got to get back to covering all the lovely stuff she does. Um, if you want to listen to this podcast or episodes of any uh, THM podcast. You can go to the hockeynews.com slash podcast. All our all of our archives are there. Sydney, thanks so much. Uh, check out her stuff on the rink live and uh, have a great week. I will see you next week.